welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osher Ginsberg, and this is my podcast. Thank you so much for being here. If it's your first time, hi, it's a Friday show. Friday, there's no guest. Monday, there's a guest. But this show is called Better Than Yesterday because hopefully uh, by listening, this show will hopefully help you make today a bit better than yesterday. That's it. Just that's it. That's <laughs> pretty simple. It does what it says on the box. Uh, Monday's show, we always have a guest. Fridays, I'm just kind of checking with you, let you know how things are going, in the hope that you can get in the habit of checking in with those around you and letting them, them know how you're going and just sort of keeping a track on each other. I do have to say thank you so much for all the great feedback on Monday's show with Erin Brockovich. It's an absolute cracker. If you haven't heard it yet, get on board. It was really good. It was the subject of many a podsy that came through this week. A podsy is like a selfie, P-O-D-S-I-E. It's the it's a picture you take of the phone of what with your phone of what you're looking at right now. Um, Shannon shot us an email listening to the brilliant Aaron Bokovich interview from my balcony in Orange in New South Wales. The drought is evident in the landscape in our town. All three dams on the property are dry and the local water source is scarily low. Thank you for your passion about our environment. Well, thank you so much. Uh, another one came in from Simon. Hey, Osha, listening to Aaron Brockovich wax lyrical about how fucked up the world is while walking along the muddy banks of the Yarra with the pooch. Um, thank you, Simon. Lovely to hear from you. And Wendy, listening to the Aaron Brockovich episode while walking on the treadmill on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, the dog wanted to turn and there's a big photo in the picture. Um, we're looking at beehives. She goes, yes, my husband is a beekeeper. That's brilliant. Well, thank you so much, very much indeed, for shooting me those emails and letting me know where you listen. It does make a big difference because, you know, it's, it's fun. We all listen to podcasts doing different things. I like to listen to podcasts when I train or ride a bicycle or, or clean. So it's always lovely to listen to. Uh, here, see. God damn it, Ginsburg, get some sleep. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I also uh, have to always say thank you to everyone that rates and reviews the show on iTunes. The best thing you can do for the show is to let somebody else know about it. Just, you know, grab their phone, let them know if they ask you about podcasts or what you're listening to. Just 
maybe recommend it, that would be the very best thing you can do. It's, it's always the, the best thing to get a recommendation from someone that you know about a good podcast. I, I certainly feel that way. And also thanks very much to those who rated and reviewed the show on iTunes. It always helps new people find the show. So thank you very much to Connor who wrote Love It But Sad. Accidentally discovered this podcast by searching Rosie Waterland when originally looking for just the gist, but gave it a shot. Absolutely loved it. I'm trying to smash out all the episodes as quickly as possible. Just sad now that I left my previous office job where I could listen all day to start my electrical apprenticeship, now limiting my daily time I have to tune in. You had an office job where you can listen to podcasts all day, Connor? Rad. Thanks very much to Susie, who wrote Erin Brockovich. Wow, fantastic interview to listen to. Great work. And a very big thank you to uh, Picture It who wrote, just listen, it's so great, very topics informative and great vibes. So thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate those check those um, reviews on iTunes. To check in with you, I continue to hack away at the neural pathways, trying to build new ones, um, really leaning on that neural plasticity, really making it work for me, that's for sure. The meds certainly help, but uh, you've got to do the work, otherwise it doesn't work. I'm really leaning into the exposure therapy and working hard on building new thinking patterns around things that used to make my body just kind of bend over in pain. Uh, lately, I've actually started, I, I do a kind of therapy that I'm called ACT, uh, Acceptance Commitment Therapy. And one of the techniques in Acceptance Commitment Therapy is to name the thought patterns in your head. Uh, I won't tell you the names, but I've given the, not, they're not voices, I promise you they're not voices, but the thought patterns, the ideas that constantly show up, I've given them like cartoon character names so I can actually make fun of them, uh, which helps separate them from me, which is uh, an interesting trick and it's working so far. For example, I don't have a problem with hand washing at the moment. I did for a while there, a long time ago. Uh, but if I would have felt the urge to wash my hands like I did back then, I'd interrupt the thought and say, for example, to myself in my head, oh, thanks very much, Sergeant Sanitation. I appreciate you yelling at me about microbes, but my immune system will be just fine. I'll be okay. I'm not going to wash my hands right now. Um, giving that urge a name, like Sergeant Sanitation, just like a, you know, picturing it in my head like a cartoon character, it, it allows me to put a bit of distance and kind of make fun of that and, 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 and yeah, unhook me from that thought. And, and also then just a bit of a realisation. I mean, like, ultimately, what, what's hand-washing, what's any anxiety? It's uncertainty. And then going, okay, so this is what uncertainty feels like. Will I get sick from not washing my hands? Probably not, but I'm okay with that level of risk. I'm uncertain about it. So, yeah, just trying to be with uncertainty more and more because I'm, like you, uncertain about our future. Uncertain is a long way from how utterly terrified I was, but I'm pretty uncertain how this is all going to play out. Like, I don't have to tell you, the world's in a whole heap of trouble, that is for sure. The environmental degradation that we're experiencing at an incredible rate is it's almost too big to comprehend. It's almost so intense that people know about it, knowing, and they go, oh, yeah, uh-huh. What's on Instagram? Because that's easier to look at than actually comprehending what's actually going on. The science that shows what is happening, slowly I'll give you that, but the, the science shows that as sure as the sun will rise tomorrow, it's just too much to think about. And I get that. I really get that. And the ease which I personally am able to slip into cataclysmic doom is, is pretty slippery. And so I understand why people may want to avoid you know, beginning to think about it because then you start to contemplate where it's going. It's, it becomes intense, all too much. Uh, but more and more, I'm just trying to stay with that uncertainty. Um, I'm maintaining a level of outrage as well, 
but also uncertainty, which seems to be healthier than a combination of bottomless fear and anger, uh, which is where I was. Uh, But I get why it's hard to think about. I even understand why people deny that it's even happening. I totally get that. I was trying to think about what's a way I could describe it. It does remind me, remember you hear stories of, you know, someone who gets a cancer diagnosis, all right, and then they end up going from doctor to doctor to doctor and then dragging their family from India to Guatemala and and selling the house and they just keep going and going and going, just hoping that some quack somewhere will tell them something other than what they know deep down to be true. And that the path to freedom in those situations has got to be just acceptance of what is. And the next right thing is to treat what you can and then prepare to handle what you can't treat. But, yeah, that idea of just, I don't know, years ago you see it on those, you know, current affairs shows where someone ends up selling the family home and taking the kids on the road, just constantly going from doctor to doctor to doctor. And then someone in Colombia goes, yeah, I've got it. And they, you know, they're just taking the money. But, but they just can't accept. They just keep going, looking for someone to tell them right what they want to hear. Because that's really where we are. A few people in our community are preparing to handle it, thankfully. Millions of others are still going from source to source to source, trying to find someone who'll tell them something that they want to hear, even going to the effort, in some cases, of of forcing the local council to change their bylaws to ignore the science around sea level rise as a way to force their denial into reality, which is what happened on the south coast of New South Wales recently. But... So many more people are still walking around with their fingers in the ears like, la, 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 it's not happening. I really hope that something super horrible doesn't have to happen to make those people see what is. But, you know, I guess if you're untouched by it, you don't, it's not part of your day. If you live in the abundant coastal cities of Australia, certainly in the southeast, right now there's no climate change that you can really notice. There's the odd hot day out of season You've got a vague idea in the back of your mind that the desalination plant's running, but it's business as usual. There's still fruit on the shelves. But if you live in the Northern Territory or anywhere on the other side of the Great Dividing Range, man, the houses are burning down. Dams are dry. It's happening. It's on. Beaches are eroding. Turtles are not laying eggs. Like, it's all, it's all it's on. Turtle, I mean, they're laying eggs, but they're all female. So, bananas. I hope we don't have to wait until the the coastal cities see such unprecedented disaster like in the Northern Territory with the apocalyptic mangrove die-off, like a 1,000 kilometres of mangroves have died off or or the record drought that's happening in land in Australia right now. I hope we don't have to see that level of impact in the the major coastal cities before we decide to make a shift because if we have to wait for that, fuck me, it's going to be too late to do anything. But we might. We might. We might. And if we do, that's what we'll do. But I hope it's not going to have to be like that. I really hope it's not going to have to be like that. A few people did reach out and ask kind of what charities they can give to because I, I started talking about giving to charities the other week and I, I would recommend the, the FRRR, the Foundation for Rural Renewal, au. They're doing good work in the inner land of Australia. 
Uh, Greenfleet as well, as far as offset, carbon offsets, they're, they're super really good good charities. Or you could get onto zeroco.com.au, Mike Smith, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and uh, help him in his campaign to get single-use plastic out of Australian kitchens and bathrooms, laundries. Um, but I reckon if you're in a bigger company, you could consider donating some of what your company's good at towards helping out. For example, if you're in finance, you could consider donating some time, like 1% of your company's time, to, I don't know, like help a vulnerable coastal community cost out some climate change mitigation projects. Or if you're in engineering, perhaps help out some of those smaller communities by offering some pro bono engineering work around seawalls or, or levees or something to protect sewage systems or something like that. I mean, you've seen the local rates at these tiny beach towns. They barely cover the wheelie bins. They, they can't afford to cost out an infrastructure pitch to the federal government. So whether it's, you know, whatever it is that you do, I urge you to find a way to help. We can all help. We have to help. We've got no choice. Because unfortunately, our government's not going to do it quick enough. And we just don't have time to wait. And just like Aaron Brockovich said on Monday, don't wait for Superman. Superman's not coming. It's us. So let's go. Let's strap a cape on. Let's make it happen. Um, Monday's show is going to be a cracker, and I'm really, uh, I'm really quite excited about it. The Monday show is with Bo Ryan. Yeah, Bo Ryan, an Australian uh, former footballer, uh, television host now, hosts The Amazing Race. He's an extraordinary bloke. He's had some uh, very publicly interesting things happen in his life and we certainly go into all that. We go deep. We go really deep, actually. It's pretty epic. So I hope you can join me on Monday. Thank you so much to Andy Marr, my audio producer that made uh, this show, uh, Rachel Barrett, my uh, show producer, and Mike Mills for all the music on today's show. I uh, hope whatever you're doing is great this week and thank you so much for listening. Have a cracking weekend. Until we speak on Monday, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 